Welcome to the Sheila Pam Extractive Podcast. Uh, my guest uh, today is uh, Dr. Usman Sisse. Uh, Usman is a former national director of mines and geology in Senegal. He has been involved in various regional and international initiatives in the mining sector, and he now serves as the chief executive officer of the state mining entity in his country of Senegal. Usman, welcome to the Sheila Kam Extractive Podcast. I appreciate you making the time to speak with me. Thank you, Sheila, for having me as a guest for your, your website. That's fantastic. So I wanted to talk to you about value addition. I mean, why is value addition in minerals important for Africa's development? It's very important for Africa to uh, translate resource wealth into uh value added to the, to the mining sector is important because it can help countries to capture the value, the revenue generated from uh, the transformation of raw materials to finish good, like uh, uh, copper, cobalt, lithium, oil, platinum, and so on. So there is an economic value and that can help to create jobs, to, 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 to develop the industry. They have a broad range of uh, uh, impact on the economy. So uh, we need to uh, to have a new uh, policies and reforms to make uh, that happen. So let me ask, by implication then, Usman, if we don't value add, in effect, economically, these resources uh, are underperforming in development terms. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it is, because uh, if you have a look to the mining industry in Africa, uh, most of the industry is uh, uh, production, transport, and export. So there is a link uh, missing here. We need to 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 beneficiate. We need to add value. So in this case, then we can profit. The local economy, the continental economy, can benefit from the transformation of the mining, the mineral industries, as well as we can add more value by the export sales of, of that minerals. So uh, we need uh, to, to, to focus more on the, the higher hand of the industry rather than looking for exploration, mining, and exporting. Right. So when we speak about we must value add, uh, I mean, where does the responsibility to champion value addition in mining lie? Is it something that we should look to the private sector to do, or is it something that we should look to the government to champion? I think uh, government have uh, has responsibilities on that, but the private sector as well. So the government need to uh, set up the, uh, the policies, regulations, reforms to make things happen on the ground, but the private sector in Africa has to get involved in the mineral industry. So we know that it is a capital intensive industry. We need that it's a long-term uh, activity, but we need to have a uh, uh, private sector in Africa to get involved in it. So it means that uh, we have to take together the uh, all actors, uh, research institutions, uh, financial institutions, industries, and so on. So then to get involved, talking with the government and to see the way forward, how we can use our resources, natural resources, to help developing our continent and our, in Africa. 
Yeah. So uh, when one reads the Africa Mining Vision, which was, I think, uh, signed off on in 2000, uh, perhaps, I think it's 2011, plus or minus. 2009. Right. So the, the concept has several tenets, and one of them is uh, to add value to Africa's minerals. What progress uh, have we made since 2009 in uh, changing this direction to value add uh, Africa's mineral production? Uh, if we have to uh, to assess what the 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 way uh, we achieved, I think we have to look to, to look back what the African mining vision. You know, uh, uh, what are the objectives of the Af African mining vision? What to be overcome by uh, 2009. So first of all, it was to uh, increase investment in geological mapping to to identify more more minerals in the in, in the country to invest in uh, critical inputs like energy. So energy is very important in, in terms of industrialization to have you know uh, uh, low cost industry into the sector. The other thing is uh, the, the, the skill transfer, the RD research and development and so on. So I think uh, that are the very good objective, but what we, uh, 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 the, the, the results are, there are less achievement in this part because uh, since then we moving uh, with the African mining vision, but there is a lot of beneficiation. It is already done. Look at the, for the cobalt industry as well. The cobalt now is the, the, the main mineral for this transition energy, but there is, I think, uh, in Africa, there are two countries that are the most important produ cobalt producing countries like DRC and Madagascar. But if you have to look at for the refining of these minerals, there is a, a less beneficiation into Africa. Most of them in China and other countries or outside of the continent. So I think uh, the African mining vision is a very good uh, policy document, but on the ground in terms of achievements, there are more to do uh, with regard to beneficiation and value added. So what do you think lies behind this lack of success? Because what you're saying is the concept, the vision itself uh, is very sound, but the, the execution, what is the gap? Because also, uh, Usman, we, we are talking about 53 countries. What is it that is common to the 53 countries that also uh, is the reason behind the lack of success. I think there is a the policy policy uh, coordination. I think uh, look look uh, let's see uh, two or three minerals like the phosphate, like the cobalt, like the platinum, or mm. even the iron bauxite, iron ore, bauxite, platinum, phosphate, cobalt. If you wanna develop Africa, you have to develop the agricultural side. We have full of phosphate in the northern part of Africa, in sub-Saharan Africa, Senegal, Togo, Morocco, and so on. But there's a lack of policy coordination to transform this phosphate into fertilizer and to help growing the industry, the agricultural industry. It's not saying we need to go, but we have to do it. The cobalt industry, we're moving by 2030 in Europe to electrical vehicle. But in Africa, we have the cobalt. We have... 70% of the cobalt industry here in Africa. 
but there is any refining unit, any transformation unit, and there is any any factory to uh, manufacture batteries. The uh, the iron ore as well. We have iron in Liberia, iron in Guinea, bauxite in Guinea, iron in Senegal. So, but there is a lack of continental coordination to have a strategic use of our minerals. First, to grow our local industry, to grow our industrial policy. We have the uh, the policy framework, the legal framework, and so on, so on. But lack of you know uh, involvement at the policy, the governmental level, but as well as from the private sector. We need to help or to let the private sector to understand there are value to be created in the mineral side. They have to invest in the mining sector rather than in uh, product, you know, uh, service goods that are very short in terms of investment and very quick to, for profit. But we need to focus more on the long-term side. And this is where things that are missing and the government has to focus on. So um, let's discuss the coordination thing. And, and you are right, of course, about both cobalt uh, and uh, the West African iron ore belt, which includes Simandu, uh, which is probably one of the largest unexplored iron ore deposits, but also not large, but very high grade in terms of uh, iron content. And yet, to your point, we are not seeing that accompanied by value addition. This coordination thing, it, I wonder, Usman, are we perhaps uh, making a mistake trying to have an initiative which is cut across 53 countries? Would it be easier if, for instance, there was a Mano River region uh, quote-unquote, iron ore initiative. Would it be easier if we said, okay, Morocco produces a lot of phosphates and their deposits also in parts of uh, the North Africa, and that would be another belt. Would it not be better to coordinate if we tweak it along corridors based on uh, mineral type? Yeah, you, you, you're right. And I remember the African Union, the NEPAD corridors that was, you know, designed. I think it was around 11 corridors in Africa. I think we need to focus and to build strategies and industrialization based on regional regional uh, uh, natural resources in the world. Like in West Africa, we have the iron ore, we have the bauxite, we have the, uh, the phosphate. We need to build the, rest, the economic region based on those minerals. You have to go to, to Central Africa. You have the copper belt. You have the cobalt. Cobalt is a, a byproduct of, of copper. Then you have a platinum in South Africa. So we need to build something like this. But if you have to integrate every economic region, so by the way, in the long run, that will be Africa that will be integrated. Because we need to understand that we have our mineral resources that we can use to develop our countries. To develop more sectors, I mentioned the agricultural side, but as well to build infrastructure, to have access to energy. You have the uh, uh, water in Africa, the Nile from from Egypt to, to to Ethiopia. You have the Congo River. You have the Senegal River. You have also rivers, water. So we can have access to hydropower, electricity, 
So to bring together mineral resources, uh, energy, infrastructure to build Africa. So then we, we, I think we have the potential, we have the knowledge, we have the, uh, the, 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 the capacity to do this, but the private sector, the local businesses and governments have to create the linkages, the linkages that can help to transform the minerals into you know uh, value and then can help to grow other industries or other sector of the of the continent right so mm, you know you we, you started off by saying uh we need to unlock economic value by processing the raw materials because when we do so we'll have higher uh price we'll have uh, greater linkages with the economy and the impact of the projects will be much bigger in terms of development. But it, it, of course, the mineral value chain uh, varies depending on the commodity. Uh, and the degree of value also varies depending on where you focus on the value chain. It, it doesn't follow that everywhere you go, you can maximize. Uh, the value chain varies. And what can be secured from the value chain in terms of value differs depending on where the processing takes place and where the linkages are. So I was asking whether you think countries should focus everywhere in the mineral value chain, or are there specific areas where you think developmentally countries should focus on when we think of minerals? I, I, I think... Uh... If there is any opportunity uh, or any advantages that the country has, we have to take uh, the opportunity of that you know chain in the value chain. I think uh, if 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 I were if I would uh, uh, part of this process, so I'm, I'm going to focus more on uh, the transformation, the beneficiation side, this the technology side, the technology, the research and development rather than uh, to focus on the 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 low end of this of this value chain i mean the production and exploitation if you have to look at countries like uh, japan like korea like korea those countries that are not they don't have mineral resources but if you have to see the countries how they design it the policies and uh, the industry most of the industry are based on minerals and they have to import large of quantity of minerals to transform it, to refine it, put it into smelters, and then using for manufacturing industry. So we need to focus on this because Africa is uh, uh, the the population is very young. They are looking for a job. We're looking for 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 revenues. And then if you want to create revenue and create job, you have to focus more on the high end of the value chain rather than on the low end. The low end is not is a capital intensive, but doesn't create jobs. Yes. So then you can the the, the multiplier effect is, is 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 higher if you move to the higher end than to the low end. So that's yes. why then the the integration the integration is very important in terms of uh, integrated uh, the, the the value chain. You have the areas like uh, the Nile. Uh, you have lands to grow agriculture. You have the phosphate industry in Morocco, the phosphate industry and fertilizer industry in Senegal. So taking together the phosphate and the fertilizer industry and bringing the fertilizer to the Nile, that can help, you know, to, 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 to develop agriculture, 
you know, in the sub-Saharan Africa. So this is the thing that we have to look at it to see which countries is specialized in which area and how to take minerals or transform minerals from an area to another one. And then from there to create what you see, the corridors and, and to help sharing revenues, sharing profit, and then developing, you know, uh, harmoniously the country. Right. So this is an important point because what you're saying is, um, if you look at uh, bulk minerals like iron ore and bauxite, if you focus in the midstream, uh, what's going to happen is that you are going to uh, need a lot of energy in the refinery and the creation of metals. But actually, this is employs very few people. So you're going to waste a lot of energy. You are not going to employ a lot of people. And then you're going to end up exporting the matter. So that means that, uh, Usman, that actually at some point, uh, maybe Africa should be looking to export the minerals and then bring them back uh, to be able to start factories downstream where they are using the metals that, uh, say, Korea or Japan has created. Uh, is, is that what you're saying? Yes, Sheila. Sheila, how can you understand in Africa, you have uranium. Uranium is uh, the main uh, source of nuclear power. You can you have uh, you, you you have the oil and gas, the all the uh, uh, Atlantic Ocean. You have oil and gas from Angola to 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 to, to Libya. Even from from the corner of South Africa to Libya, you have oil and gas industries. You have uh, water running from the Nile, Egypt, northern part of Africa to Ethiopia. So you have all all resources that can help to generate power. So normally it shouldn't be to, to discuss power access in Africa. We you have raw materials, you have natural resources, you have water, you have even the solar power. Everything is there to help and to build strong industry. I think we need to. Uh, look things in other side. I think Africa, we need to have an eastern side rather than a western side. What I mean, uh, for the past 50, 60 years, the, our models in economy were the western countries. And I think now, if you seeing how uh, the economy is developing, then the most important thing we need to have, you know, an eastern side in Asia to see how they start growing their industries, the economic, based on their value, on their, their natural resources, or based on the technology, human skills, and so on and so on. I think uh, uh, this is the main issue that we have to discuss. But now we understand and we understand clearly that Africa, we have all resources necessary to our development. But I think now is the way, the, our strategy, the vision that we should have to move forward. So it's interesting because you're talking about Japan and Korea uh, yeah. and, and, and that they don't really have a lot of minerals, but they have many of the world's uh, metallic substances end up there for processing and then for producing uh, the metals and then the byproducts. Uh, now, when we talk about value addition in Africa, we often talk to mining companies isn't that a mistake? Shouldn't we actually be going to Korea, be going to Japan, be going to Vietnam 
where these minerals and and enticing those companies to come to Africa instead of us talking to the mining companies who are not themselves involved in processing. Isn't that a mistake? Yeah, it's a very big mistake because in Africa, most of the time you focus on, you know, inflow, inflow investment, attracting investors and then taking, uh, you know, revenue from taxes and then investment. That's it. So if you have to uh, go through policy documents, regulation, most of them focus on attracting investors, attracting which investors, Western investors. So I think we have to change our mindset. We have to look at things in other way, not only to look at attracting investors, but attracting knowledge, attracting skills, attracting, you know, bringing in Africa more skills because we have the resources. We have the resources that then if you have to, uh, to, to, to visit countries like in Asia, you're going to see how they develop their countries, how we, from you know, the Second World War to now, how they move to very, very, very poor country to a very rich one. 60% of the population were, were in the agricultural side. But now if you're talking about manufacturing, you, you know, referring to Asia, to Asia, Japan, Malaysia, Indonesia, Singapore, Korea, and so on. So we can do the same thing. We have the, the capacity to do the same thing. We have to forget attracting investors but to focus more on attracting skills, knowledge, financial, rather than attracting companies that are going to come invest their money and have to take the profit back. So uh, I think uh, our we need to learn from, from, from Asia. We need to learn uh, from, from these countries like Japan. Japan was, you know, almost destroyed by the Second World War. Now is a very strong economic, you know, developed countries. China, India, Singapore, Korea. So I think that we need to have our mindset and then to move from what we understand and learn from the Western countries and to take benefit and advantages from, you know, the Asian countries. So uh, you spoke about Africa having a very young population. Mm. I think in countries like uh, Indochina, like Vietnam, uh, countries like Kampuchea, and for that matter, India, they too have a relatively young population. Japan is different. They have a fairly old-ish population. But I wanted to ask you, to be able to successfully value at minerals and integrate, how important is the internal market in Africa? Can Africa manufacture and consume these goods, or are we essentially looking at export no we we, we can uh, we can produce and consume and as well to export but to do this we need to uh, to build infrastructure it is easier for any african to move from africa to to to, to us to canada to france direct flight less than 6 hours than to move from senegal to just the closest country in west africa Moving from Senegal to 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 Lomé will take you the same time that if you have to move from Senegal to to, to France or to US. You see, uh, and then you have to do it with uh, airplane, and the, the the fare is more expensive than going to US. Then the, there is no railways in between countries. 
the poor infrastructure, the poor roads, the transportation. So if you want to produce and want to consume it locally, as well, we have to look at the infrastructure. So there are barriers, uh, barriers for all this, you know, uh, movement. We, we very difficult to move from point A to point B. So then we have to look at this because that could be a barrier. Uh, if you uh, let's give you an example. If you have a, a marble mine, a marble quarry in Senegal, located in 800 kilometers from the capital Dakar, the marble uh, will be expensive compared to the one imported to Italy. You, so it is easier for Senegalese to buy marble from Italy than to buy marble from, you know, produced in the country in 800 kilometers. What? Because lack of energy, lack of infrastructure. So if you're gonna build all this and wanna use our minerals for the local market, the regional or the continental market, we have to look at seriously the infrastructure side, roads, railways, and so on. This is very important. Yeah. And even for the IT, and even for the IT, telecommunication, internet access, this is very important because now the the transaction or you know uh, IT basis. So we need to build IT base infrastructure very access accessible and affordable. Yeah. So what you're saying then is that uh, this is what you meant by infrastructure. It's not necessarily infrastructure just for mining infrastructure, but it is also infrastructure to distribute the goods between uh, cities in country, between countries, and between the continent and uh, other markets for these goods. That unless we have this infrastructure, then we, we are crippled because we may develop these goods, uh, but in effect, they will become uncompetitive from a price perspective. Yeah. And one of the barriers is that the cost of moving goods is so high. Yeah, that's it. And All this right. is a very, yeah, this is a very big issue to deal with. So what about, you You spoke about knowledge. What about knowledge? How, in what areas, for instance, in the mineral value chain, do you feel uh, Africa and African countries need to develop knowledge in order to succeed? What are some of the specific areas in which we need to build knowledge? I think a very specific area where we have to develop knowledge is to commit in investing in research and development. This is very important. I think uh, uh, we have uh, talented people, you know, experienced people. And we have institution training institutions, school of engineering, finance, and so on. But the the experience, the expertise, we need to. Uh, invest in research and development to 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 research and development to better understand processes and the industry changes and innovation this is very important today's we're talking about uh, lithium and cobalt most of countries are running for cobalt and lithium exploration permits they want to make discoveries but uh, on the long alongside they are research and development institutions trying to use less cobalt, less lithium into the, the finished product. If you base and focus our research 
and geological mapping in lithium and cobalt. I think at the end of the day, without having you know a look on the research and development side, we're gonna end up one day discovering cobalt, lithium, and so on, and the market is not there to, to use it. So we need to have research and development. And that's why we have to, have to work with universities, laboratories, and the private sector to create cluster for research and development. This is very important for Africa and for our future. Yeah, the, the point you make is very important because what you are saying is uh, those who control knowledge and technology control the type of products that the world consumes, but that they also control the direction of travel industrially because it doesn't follow that just because we are using aluminium for domestic appliances today that tomorrow we will be doing the same. And unless we innovate and, and align innovation and new products with our minerals, others may change technology. And when they change, these minerals may be redundant. Is that what you're saying, uh, Usman? You are perfectly, this is what I'm saying. I, I mean, they, they are not uh, cobalt, lithium, copper, iron ore are not mining because of they are iron ore, because they are copper, because they are they are mined because the use of and the profit that can make on of it. If there is any uh, uh, other mineral that can use and to have the same uh, results and making more profit, they're going to shift from today's mineral to another one. This is very important to understand. And that's why that we don't need to sit on the ground saying we have iron ore, we have copper, we have phosphate. Copper and phosphate are mined not because they are phosphate, because uh, they are iron ore. They are mined because the use of phosphate, the use of iron ore. And if there is any chance in the agriculture side that we can use less fertilizer, so then less phosphate, so then phosphate no, will no longer have value. If there is any way that we can use uh, iron ore in a less content uh, iron ore uh, raw materials, so then you can see change will be in the iron ore industry, and that this is what happened in the in the past in the in the uh, you know the look the oil and gas sector, we're moving to green technology, oil and gas in some years in the future will be you know less important they were in the past years. So I think uh, we need to understand geopolitics, to understand the, the, the dynamics, how you know the, the forces are moving from one side or another to get fit and to be ready to be on time and just in time to deliver and to be into the market. Yeah, you know, the point you make is so profound. We forget that it's not natural to consume these uh, minerals. It's not natural. It's because somebody designed a technology and with that technology, that mineral became valuable. It's it's not natural, uh, even in, in, in utility items, because if technology changes, yeah. those minerals could just become irrelevant. And, and, and we need to understand this and because that makes it urgent uh, to beneficiate and evaluate these minerals while we can because you know decades from now it, that window will close so there's a certain agency but 
even that, it doesn't have to end up that way. If we uh, innovate and control knowledge, we can sustain the value of these commodities much longer because we would be the ones contributing to the product uh, and the utility value. But let me ask you a last question, Usman. Some African countries have taken to say banning export of uh, minerals and insisting that mining companies and others beneficiate these minerals in country. Is that the right strategy in the long run? Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, uh, the, the, the right strategy for me in the long run is to have a lateral thinking mindset. So we have, it's like, it's like, you know, uh, driving, driving a train, you have to have on board, you know, mechanical engineer. So we need to understand from, from investors, from mining industry, from the industries and local governments, the, how to, 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 to share, to share roles and responsibilities, and then to create together values and depending on what is, what middle is on the agenda or not. This is very important. And the second thing is uh, we, uh, we, we have to make the best choice and best choice are not rigid. Best choice are flexible. Best choice are, you know, moving backward, forward. We need to understand dynamics and this is very important. So you cannot have, you know, you know, a radical point to say this have to be this way and not this way, but you have to, it is context-based and based on the context, you have to make the best choices. But never forget that minerals are used because they are utilities you have to take decision for today's generation to mine a value to mine minerals that have to be shared in terms of revenue between today's generation and future generation this is very important that to have to bear in mind when you have to take the decisions based on investors local governments private what you have to do to 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 benefit or to develop mineral sector that's fantastic. Well, uh, Usman, uh, I enjoyed uh, speaking with you. And I think uh, you have made very profound uh, statements. And I think the followers of the Sheila Kama Extractive Podcast will benefit from this conversation. Thank you very much. I enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you very much, Sheila. And then I say hello to all your listeners. <laughs>